now that uh, Sean Payton's on his way to the Mile High City, yeah. I'm wondering who's going to be in that uh, spot on Fox. Yeah, well, I think everyone's <clears throat> waiting poss- to hear a lot of possibilities coming what's going to happen there. Uh, let's bring it back to everyone here live on Living the Good Live show. Hope everyone's having a, a good day. Now that the ice is gone. Now that the ice, yeah, we've had a uh, we've had an interesting uh, deep freeze, if you will, out here in Dallas, Texas. We're going to bring on someone who's from our old stomping grounds. We've got Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast out there in beautiful Southern California. How you doing, man? I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm a little warmer than you are. <laughs> I was going to complain about the snow. We had snow in the hills of Glendale uh, yesterday. And so, yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, we're, we're both dealing with a little little cold weather, but that's all right because the yeah. football is still here. The Super Bowl is coming, and it's a great time to warm up. It is football weather. you got to give it that. Are you heading out to Arizona yourself? Uh, we will be. Uh, not. We're going to be doing the media row thing. Hanging mm-hmm. out, hopefully getting some sweet interviews. Also, going to be doing a live show out in uh, out in, out there in uh, Arizona at the Ainsworth. So, super stoked! Uh, going to get always a great time to be around other athletes. There is something kind of special that happens behind the ropes once you have the credentials, where people kind of treat you like you're supposed to be there, and it's uh, it's really <laughs> easy to have some have some fun conversations. Exactly. I was thinking of everybody last night watching uh, Sean Hannity on Fox News. His special guest was Stephen A. Smith, and he didn't mention the Cowboys. Yeah, he's got a book out, I believe, actually. You know, honestly, it's like it's weird. It's like a love-hate relationship for me. I actually am starting to like him. I don't know if it's because I'm just laughing every time he's on, uh, but either way, maybe it's because he doesn't like the Cowboys, and certainly neither do I. Um, you know, You might get into that a little bit here with you, Ryan, just because of some of the things that have taking place in the last maybe 24 to 72 hours, you see the Jones family, if you will, kind of comment a little early. Usually they don't start talking about certain things, you know, until maybe March. But they're already talking about possibly just sticking with Dak. And, and having a new- that actually, correct me if I'm wrong, you can dissect this because you're more of the expert than I am. But this actually might free up cap space for them. I don't get it. I mean, I think you can even take it a step further back in the time machine. The fact that we first heard that uh, they were they were mutually uh, parting ways with their offensive coordinator, yeah, uh, Kellen Moore, who was immediately hired, by the way. Which generally, guys that uh, yeah. you know decide they're going to leave a, it feels like the whole thing is almost what we were discussing towards the end of the season, which is Jerry is getting in panic mode mm. and I, I i think i think between whether it's dak news whether it's zeke and like his infatuation with wanting to make sure he spends as much money on that guy uh you, you're hearing all sorts of stuff mccarthy gonna be calling the plays again i i really yeah. would love to be a fly on the wall in those offices because it, it it does feel like the cowboys are looking at the situation on a short timeline like we gotta win now it doesn't matter what we do so i fully expect to see them uh, trading some draft capital potentially uh, to to pick up something in the off season. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems odd for them to you know start this off season process with their own social media team making fun of Dak, and then for all of it to come back to say now he's our guy. I, I think it's just a franchise that is being run by two different people. I think 
I think what's confusing us in the public is that Jerry is doing some things and then the, the people that actually want to keep that organization healthy yeah. are trying to do some things. And it's, it's, it's a tug of war. Speaking of the Cowboys, I want to welcome all of our uh, listeners here in the Dallas area to our new uh, flagship station, AM 570 KLIF Cumulus. You know, um, yeah, and, and still leaves out a few things that the Cowboys have to deal with as far as Zeke who says he would take a pay cut to stay on the Cowboys, which, you know, you know, when you get to that point in time in your career where you're like, I'll take a pay cut, you know, I'm going to stay. I, can I stay, please, Dad? You know, I'll take a pay cut. It's like, do you have any self-respect? I mean, I guess at this point in time, what other team would want Zeke? Let's be well, honest. I'm not, trying to be an, I'm not trying to be mean, but, I mean, we saw what took place this, this past season. It wasn't the greatest uh, – you know, career uh, season that he had? I think it's purely, I think there's two things. I think one, players now say things like they'll be willing to take a pay cut. We heard this with Leonard Williams and the Giants. I think what they really mean is I'd be happy to restructure some of my money to help the salary cap. Now, Mm -hmm. I think in Zeke's place or Zeke's situation, it could just be leverage. Perhaps he sees the writing on the wall. I mean, his own team, went to another guy when it came to crunch time. So I think he's boys with Dak. I think he likes being a Dallas Cowboy, and I think he realizes he got a hell of a contract. So if that means he kicks some of that money back to the team so he can keep keep in his current situation, I I think that's what everyone wants here. Because you know the front office wants to keep Zeke around. Yeah. Um, I, I got to move off of the Cowboys at a certain point. You just got to like just stop talking about him. There's a, f- a lot of other things taking place. I mean, obviously, the one thing that's uh, kind of lingering here is the fact that uh, Captain America has finally uh, hung it up, hung up the cleats. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know why everyone. I mean, I, I think it's done for good. Although, what a way to go. I mean, it's just uh, sad to see. It's also the fact that the last team that beat you were the Cowboys, which is just, ah, oh, it's even worse. But, you know, I'll give you a few minutes here to kind of just uh, reminisce and, and, and give your take on uh, the whole Tom Brady uh, retirement. Well, some of his lowest moments now, uh, just NFC East teams, whether it's the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys ending his career. I, here's what I would say. He, he did the same thing a year to the day. February 1st, 2021, he announced his retirement via Instagram. Well, February 1st, 2020, or I'm sorry, 2022, then 2023, February 1st, what does he do? Yeah. Well, just a little short video saying, hey, it's time for me to go. I certainly hope this wasn't the reason his marriage ended. I certainly hope, I mean, he has had a horrible year between ending his career in football, uh, losing all the money in the cryptocurrency market, getting divorced. I wonder, I, I know some places are offering betting odds if Tom Brady is going to return and it's sitting around seven <laughs> or eight to one. I don't think I, I don't think people jet tend to believe him. I think there's going to be opportunities. I think you're yep. going to see some owners wow. call him and say, hey, I know you got this Fox deal. I know that it, like there's the other side of this, too, that where I'm like, he like this is Tom Brady wanting to make the Super Bowl about him. He's got the deal with Fox. He's going to be there with Gronk, Gronk and, and Brady back at the Super Bowl. What a great narrative way to steal it away. And the last thing, what has everyone been talking about in the media the last couple of weeks? How great Greg Olson's story is, how great he's become as a play by play guy, which yeah. I happen to disagree with. But <laughs> guess who steals that job when Tom Brady shows up to Fox? Yeah. 
I, I think there's there's a there's a little bit of a me narrative here. I don't necessarily I'm not willing to say he's 100 percent retired because I think with the status of quarterback play in the league, someone is going to call him and be like, "We need just one year, come out." You know, whether it's Las Vegas, whether it's it's the night, someone is going to be willing to pay him a lot of money. And if some of those rumors are true about his financial hardship with all of his money in in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I. I you know, not to be the conspiracy theory guy, but I, I wonder if he's really gonna gonna hang it up. And I guess the counter argument to that is pretty simple. Well, Fox is gonna pay him three hundred seventy five million dollars over the next ten years, so maybe he doesn't need to play football anymore. Yeah, I don't think he does, and also I think that uh, I don't think he needs to, but I definitely think Ryan he's gonna play again. <laughs> he seems like an ego guy, yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Well, and that's he's in the great, case. I, he's I think in it's good bad. shape. I think it's a bad. I, I think it's a bad idea, and I think. You see him playing in New Orleans? The rest of the world has got to agree with me. I mean, come on. I mean, the guy did not look good in that last game at all. In fact, the whole season he had looked that good. And you get to a point where you just can't get it done because of certain things. Can he throw the ball? Yeah. But he just, you know, there's certain things that, like, I took away from his play. Like, he just didn't look comfortable in the pocket anymore. He almost looked like he was too old. 8-1 to one I hate odds? to say it. I'm the same age, but I'm also not playing professional football. <laughs> you giving me 8-1 to one odds? Actually, he's older than me. But, but no, seriously, Pop, I mean, at a certain point, like, when you're afraid to stay in the pocket and the fact that this guy plays old-school football, he doesn't run. He hardly ever runs. If he And if he does, it's like he's, he's running for his life. He's running, you know, to, he's running to I just think, team. one, he's one hit away from just – it's done. And I, 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 Tony I, Romo knew. He knew to get out. I would say this. I do think that for some of the great ones, th- there is always that forgettable team at the end. Yep. There is the Joe Montana going to the – there is there is Emmett Smith going to the Cardinals. There is – like these guys, they, there's Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards. Like they're, they're – <laughs> Yeah. They love the, the reason they're great is because they love it too much, and they end up uh-huh. just having one more go at it. And you I could know. argue that Tampa was that for the Buck or for for Tom Brady, but he did win a Super Bowl. So I do wonder if there's going to be one more short chapter. In Maybe he can pitch for the Washington Nationals. We're oh, right. that would be delightful. <laughs> I agree with you, Ryan. I think he's going to be picked up by somebody, and he wants to play from the ego standpoint alone. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, a couple other things that I want to get into before we get into Super Bowl talk is the fact that you you've got a lot of you've got quarterbacks now that are looking better than even possibly what we're going to see in the upcoming draft. Um, there's a couple guys out there that I think you know I think there's there's going to be movement. A lot of people disagree with the fact that Lamar Jackson um, won't move away from the Ravens. I don't know. I think he could. You know, we talked about how Greg Roman's gone. What's left for him there? Um, I don't know. You know, uh, I could see him going to a lot of different places. Same thing, obviously, with Derek Carr. We saw what's going on there. He is not going to extend. He doesn't want to extend, which means he's really putting the Raiders, I mean, in an interesting situation here, uh, a little predicament. What's your take on the whole Derek Carr thing? Because I think he's got a, a few years left in him. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's, what, top Fifteen, top twenty. I don't know. Try to be. I think, nice. I think he. Yeah, no. I think, and I think he talked some some smack last night. I don't know if you saw it on I saw the it. I the, saw uh, it. the abomination that was that whatever that Pro Bowl event was that they were having in like a convention center. Yeah. Uh, he he basically was like, "Yeah, I'm out of <laughs> here. I'm not doing the the Vegas Raiders any any uh, favors here." No. And 
You know, it's funny. We just did an episode a couple of days ago on the Sports Gambling Podcast where we broke down some of the odds for where these guys are going to end up. Uh, one of the teams, like specifically Derek Carr, that really kind of popped out to us was the, the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich loves bringing in that vet quarterback. Derek Carr could have a couple years. I mean, could he play like a Jimmy G? Could he play like someone who knows how to lead a team with a good rushing attack and a good defense like Carolina might be? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I also think you have some dark horse teams like the Houston Texans. I, I don't know if they're definitely going to draft a quarterback here. They they potentially could go the vet route. A defensive head coach might be more inclined to do that than a young, hip offensive coach. Uh, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. I absolutely think he's gone. I think the Greg Roman thing was a signal that he is gone because, again, like – why else would you want to start over with a guy who might not tailor an offense for you, Lamar Jackson? And so in this handicap, to me, it's very simple. Look around the league. Which teams do not have offensive coordinators yet? And to me, that was the angle. So really, really zoomed in on the Bucks and the Commanders, which, by the way, you can get it 10-1 to 1 that Lamar will be their quarterback next. And both of these teams do not have – they do not have offensive coordinators yet. So Lamar could be brought over in some kind of package. Uh, obviously, the commanders would not be a huge move distance-wise. I know some people have brought up the fact that he is a Miami guy and maybe the Dolphins go get him. That that seems less likely to me, although they the owner down there seems very likely to make change. But I, I think, you know, if you, if you ask me hey, what, what will be the story of this offseason, I think it's going to be a lot of movement. I think it's not just going to be with some like of these it. quarterbacks. And I think you're going to have guys like DeAndre Hopkins moving. I think wow. I think there's, a, you know, as much as I hate to say it as a Giants fan, I, I do think there's a chance that Saquon Barkley is moving on. I think there's a chance we're seeing the smoke now that Jimmy G could end up in Tennessee with Mike Vrabel uh, in an offseason move, which, by the way, the San Francisco 49ers going back to Trey Lance would be a, a different kind of uh, commitment to a player. And so, yeah, I think now we're seeing the way that GMs are viewing, like, these receivers, too. You're seeing guys very aware that, look, you know, one way to game the salary cap is to trade away the receiver that you have to pay and draft another one because every draft we're hearing about six, seven, eight of these stud receivers coming out. So I, I'm with you. I think there's going to be movement around these vet quarterbacks. I think some of these teams, like the Jets yeah. and even the Texans, uh, some of these teams, even in position to draft quarterbacks, I think they might prefer to go the sign route. And by the way, we didn't even mention it, but Vegas, now you see the smoke with Aaron Rodgers maybe coming to town, Devontae Adams tweeting stuff out. So yeah. I'm excited for it. I mean, what what better way to not have NFL games but have the drama of oh, the yeah. NFL offseason to the, talk about? The offseason is going to be money, make no sure, doubt about it. Makes for great sports talk radio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um you know, one one more thing here, which is interesting. I'm going to put you on, on blast or put you on, on the spot here, Ryan. Okay, so give me your honest opinion. I know you're a Giants fan like me, but forget that. Throw it out the window, okay? I want to know your exact honest opinion. Is Daniel Jones a top 10 quarterback going into the next season? Yes. I do, and I think he's going to get. He he will most likely be getting paid like one. Uh, I I do think when looking into how quarterbacks are paid, you basically have this this mythical floor at thirty million dollars a year for anyone that is basically an investment. And so I think there's a chance that Daniel Jones gets signed for something near that, maybe a little bit more than that floor. And when you look at what he 
was able to do in year one of an offense with his legs, with his arms. I mean, as a fan, like very because I watch every throw, his arm has gotten better. Yeah, he has. has a stronger arm today than he did when he was drafted. And quite frankly, it's you don't have guys who are that big, six foot five, who can run that fast mm. with that kind of physicality in the league. And so, sure, he's had some injuries. He he's had some some bumps along the way with bad coaching. But with one year of great coaching, he looked amazing. And I don't think. I think it's very fair to say he had suboptimal talent around him. So if they can boost up the talent around him, improve the offensive line another year, and then also like give him the confidence of giving him that contract, like don't undersell the fact that confidence matters. Like when you get a big raise, you come to work feeling a little bit better. You're like you're feeling good about yourself, and I think all of those ingredients produce a, a world where Dan Jones becomes this like stable. Uh, quarterback and, and you know I, I was even playing we were having this hypothetical in the office we were saying which who will be the longest tenured quarterback in the NFC East and I said by a mile Dan Jones has to be the favorite because I'm not even sure how committed the Eagles will be to Jalen Hurts after this year that last game that 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 championship game I think Howie looked at that and said you know what I don't know if he can make the throws I know he's hurt but so I think not only will I say Dan Jones a top ten quarterback, I think he will be the last man standing of the current quarterbacks in the NFC. Yeah, he's not getting the respect you watch uh, other analysts on television and and online. And uh, Greg Jennings, I don't know if you saw that, was really behind him. But other guys were like, "No way, I can do this." And they they were trying to count him, and they're like, they couldn't do it. They couldn't find like the last after seven. They were like, uh, "Yeah, I yeah, think Daniel it's Jones tough. is there." I really do. I think he's there. Let's switch gears here. Eight, nine days, we got the Super Bowl, and uh, I know that you two are probably going against the Philadelphia Eagles and kind of somewhat uh, liking uh, the AFC and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it's it would be it, it would be very difficult as a Giants fan <laughs> to look at this. I know I did like the Eagles against the 49ers. The home field was nice. I do wonder what this looks like if it if, if the Eagles are finally tested and Jalen Hurts has to throw the ball. Here's the problem. They still haven't really been tested. Right. And, uh, and, and when you look at the other side, I do have a lot of questions about the weapons of Kansas City. Who is going to be the second guy? Because as a Giants fan, what I do remember is James Bradbury, Eagles cornerback, did a very nice job against Travis Kelsey in a couple matchups for the Giants. So I, I do wonder if they're able to take Kelsey away. Who is that other guy? Now, all of that being said, I'm not going to go on any sort of public medium where people can hear me talk and bet against Patrick Mahomes right now. I just what rewatched the last time they were in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, and I was reminded that they were down 10 with under six and a half minutes to go. And they, they came back. And they still not only did they win the game, they covered. So I, I think great season for Philly. Please let 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 Philly not have another season of having to grease up the poles and get a parade because I, I think Patrick Mahomes getting a second one also feels feel, feels right from a narrative standpoint. This is clearly the, our greatest quarterback right now, mm -hmm. and I just don't. It would not be right if 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 he lost a, a game against the quarterback that was just carried by the team around him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. frankly, like to me, it's, it, I think it's going to come down to the fact that when that pass rush for the Eagles gets through Mahomes is just a little bit different than these other quarterbacks. The Eagles have been playing pretty much all season. And so when put to the test, I think Mahomes passes that test. Well, I scramble. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs, although I just don't think they're going to win the game. And I don't think uh, Jalen Hurts will win this game either. I just think that freaking defense of the Eagles is no joke. And that offensive line on the Chiefs side is going to have their hands full. And certainly the 49ers did. They didn't, you know, you know, it's you look at some of these games, they go into them and they just they look like they don't prep or they don't prepare properly. It's like they you you look at it. And it's like, did they even like look at film? Did they did they do anything but, you know, practice on the field? Like it just for me, it was like it was almost embarrassing to watch that Niner game. There, you know, and, and or did they? Did the true colors really just come out? You know, I don't know. I personally think the Eagles' defense is phenomenal. They they're great. I don't even think their secondary is that good. I, it's really that those front guys um, that make it happen. We'll see what happens. I, I I'm looking forward to. It. I think it'll be a very good game, regardless. And I think that's what's important. That's what we look for in Super Bowls. Hey Ryan, what's the well, line? What's the line today? I know it's, it can change obviously, but as of this morning, what's the line on the Super Bowl? Well, the beauty beauty of the Super Bowl is they they open up the limits to six figures early, early, like more than a week before. So we know where this number is going to sit. It's been bouncing between Eagles minus one, Eagles minus two. Hmm. I don't anticipate much change from that because I I do think that the Philadelphia Eagles will be catching a lot of that quote unquote public money. The average fan is going to probably see some Eagles hype video or run into some Go Birds chant and just be like, oh, these guys seem like this is their year. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say, I, I will say one uh, that with one fun angle, because you mentioned it, right? Like, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to win this game. I think there's an opportunity. We so often see, well, who wins the MVP of the game? It's the quarterback. And so one fun nugget I like to give out is if you do like the Chiefs, the Chiefs are currently plus 105 on the money line, but Patrick Mahomes is plus 130 to win the MVP. You tell me the scenario where the Chiefs win and he doesn't win the MVP. So take the better price with the MVP. Now, with Jalen Hurts, I think we just highlighted a number of reasons to say I don't think that's the case. And so when you pull up the MVP list for the Eagles and you you kind of game theory, well, who could – who could win this award? Well, if, if, if one of the receivers has a big game, probably going to be Jalen Hurts. So let's scratch that. Could it be a running back? Miles Sanders, 22 to 1. Kenny Gainwell, who mm. is a guy who has scored multiple touchdowns in the playoffs, yeah. is 150 to 1. Mm. That is very interesting, especially with the health of Miles Sanders. But to your defensive angle, that to me is the more interesting one. I know when our Giants won in 2007, 2008. Justin Tuck was probably robbed of that MVP trophy because of Eli's final drive. But if you think about what Justin Tuck did, it was two sacks, forced fumble. It was kind of game-changing plays. Now, if one of those defensive linemen can do that, like a Hassan Reddick at 35-1, to uh, you know, you can even go further down the board and find a guy like Fletcher Cox at 200-1. to all of that being said, I think there's an actual opportunity here for that because of the way this team plays and because of the fact that Jalen Hurts might have a similar game where they completely whooped the San Francisco 49ers. But what was his stat line? They had a rushing touchdown. You know, like nothing. Exactly. So I, I that would be my, my advice is if you do think the Eagles are going to win and it's going to be on the back of that defense, fine. Pick your defense. Pick the defensive lineman you think can have a couple sacks, a forced fumble. And and take those odds for MVP because I think we could see something strange if the Eagles win these win it this year. 
Um, I know uh, we got to go to break soon, but uh, a couple questions unrelated to the to uh, the big day next uh, week. But let's uh, get about, your take. How about April in the draft? Well, we'll what, get into draft. What, what, I, I can't wait to have Ryan on and in the coming weeks to talk we about talk the about? draft. But, I, but before we do that, I want to get into uh, the Broncos. And just because this is a guy, Sean Payton, obviously has proved himself as a very good coach. Um, certainly he's had some ups and downs over the years, but he's a Super Bowl winning coach. That being said, he's finally now uh, the Broncos coach. Now, they gave up. I mean, this is like a, this is like making a deal for a player. So, <laughs> you know, he's coming into this team. I've never seen it before. And, and not only that, but he's got to now deal with the fact that, yeah, Russell Wilson's there. And honestly, I'm t- this is like we talked about Tom Brady. They kind of looked similar. Like they're older guys, and I don't know. Was was Russell Wilson just so bad because of Hackett, or was he just maybe he didn't have the locker room behind him? I don't know. I think it's all it's hard to grasp, but there's something going on there, and I feel like Sean Payton's got a really hard task at hand. So it's interesting because I think if you look at this deeply, I'm sure that the organization, like he took this contract because it almost certainly is a ridiculous, like 30 million a year from the Walmart family. I'm almost certain they gave him a long leash because he's coming into a disaster. Granted, the roster is, is not talentless. It's no. got talent all yeah. over the place, but a lot of investment in Russell Wilson. Now could Sean Payton, a great offensive mind who took Kerry Collins to the Super Bowl with our Giants and, and, and helped Drew Brees prolong his career as an undersized quarterback with not great arm talent? I think so. I think he could help. Now, the, the real sneaky thing is, in two years, the Broncos can kind of get out of the Russell Wilson situation. So, I wonder if there's been a leash given. Hey, let's see what we can do over the next couple of years. But really, we don't have a ton of draft picks. Obviously, we've traded him for a coach, which I think is absolutely stupid. We've also traded a bunch for Russell Wilson. And so I wonder if this is kind of like a two-year rebuild situation where if it works with Russ, great. If not, we're going to dump him in two years. We'll eat the $18 million in dead cap, but we'll get 40 back on the cap. And, and I would say this, that Sean Payton is a great coach. Yeah. But – he is a good coach. Yeah. It's it's tough to go to a situation this toxic. That it is. is not like this is the beginning of a, a, a toxic situation. You think about some of the uh, the front office uh, people getting arrested, some of the the dysfunction under Elway. I think the the previous owner even. So I think there's just a lot of churn here, and I think the biggest asset that Sean Payton becomes is just he's a stable guy. He's been through tough times with a team in a city before. He's a CEO, and I think. I think this was like a hey, we're we're guaranteeing a ton of money because we need you here three years from now, not this year. One of the biggest stories uh, that we are going to have to witness and see what happens um, is the Los Angeles Rams. We're like, what are you talking about, Rams? Well, let's be honest. Okay, they basically bought the Super Bowl when they won it, right? So now that that's gone, <clears throat> you know, the word is, will Aaron Aaron Donald come back? I don't know. Has, that hasn't really come out yet. The the everyone's kind of leaning towards bye bye, and then now Jalen Ramsey with these weird tweets talking about it's been great. It was great, you know, while it lasted. I, I, it's hard to read these tweets. How about Sean McVay? What happens if the Rams literally lose all of their superstar talent, Ryan? And then like you have one guy, and that's Cooper Cup. I mean, obviously we see a rebuild here. 
And so what do you do as the Rams? Could they could they potentially trade Cooper Cup away and take whatever they can get from it? Because they have no draft picks for I don't even know how much longer. You mean you mean a lot of players? Like get, no, I think Cooper Cup can command a, a really of, good deal. A lot of players. I don't know. What's your opinion here? I like stirring I the pot, gonna, by the way. Yeah, I think they're going to need to pray that one of these, like like Stafford, like these, because someone's going to have to retire. There, there's so <laughs> much money tied up with Donald or Cup. I, I, retirement gets the money off the books in the cleanest ways, and I, I think, like okay. in some ways, like. Is Stafford really going to be the guy next year? He was injured all all year. I know everyone's. It seems actually like everyone is going to come back. Uh, we've gotten some level of commitment from McVeigh, some level of commitment from Donald uh, Stafford. I guess it's still very TBD. But who's turning down this kind of money? I, I wonder if this th- this could be an interesting test for Sean McVay. I think their division will be very volatile, right? We don't know what's going to happen with Seattle and Geno Smith. We don't know what Arizona and Kyler Murray are going to look like. San Francisco, great roster, but still lacking that quarterback position, especially if Jimmy G bolts. So I think, you know, it, it, there's opportunity. And maybe the, the pitch is like, guys, let's. it was a hangover year. Let's come back, do it one more year. <laughs> The problem is they'll still be very thin because of how they've allocated their dollars. And so a yeah. couple injuries here and there, and once again we're talking about the Rams. And at least at least next year they have their draft pick. Yeah, I guess. I just feel like it's been so long. Jeez, thank God. You know, I'm a Giants fan. I feel like I'm on the other end. Like the last 10 years I've been like, you know, just Can you dangling make- here like a loser. And now all of a sudden I'm feeling like, it's in our it's in our grasp. Like we're close, and even if we don't win, at least we're gaining respect. Yeah. I feel like we could be in the playoffs the next five years, if not more. It, it's like that Undertaker meme. Like we're sitting up and we're looking at you. <laughs> we're feeling alive. Let's go. Hey man, always a pleasure. Love talking to you. We'll ca- we'll catch up in a little bit. But uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Check out Ryan Kramer and his great partner Sean Green at the. Uh, Sports Gambling Podcast. Check it out online and all over the place. Thanks again, man. Cheers. I'm one of the greatest. Ain't no debating on it. I'm still levitated. I'm heavily medicated. Ironic, I gave him love and they end up hating on me. She told me she loved me and she been waiting. Been fighting hard for your love and I'm running thin on my patience. Needing someone to hug even took it back to the basics. You see what you got me out here doing? Might have threw me off, but can't nobody stop the movement. Uh-uh. Let's go. Left foot, right foot, levitating. Pop stars, do a leap with the baby. I had to lace my shoes for all the blessings I was chasing. If I ever slip, I fall into a better situation. So catch up. Go put some cheese on it. Get out and get your Bread up. They always leave when you fall, but you run together. Weight of the world on my shoulders, I kept my head up. Now, baby, stand up, cause girl, you. You want me, I want you, baby. My sugar boo.